guys. Welcome back to the Field of 12 College Football After Dark Show. George Whitfield, Clint Sterner, Christian Hackenberg, and the pride of Baylor, Waco, Texas, Bryce Petty. Fellas, let's uh, a lot to chop up. We already kind of got into it, but for those of you joining us, welcome. We hope you got something to sip on. Hang with us. We're going to go through college football with you. Uh, you know, make you stronger at the tailgate, barbershop, hair salon, etc. But, fellas, let's go ahead and just take care of the quick business first. For all those who are with us, the primetime game, Notre Dame and USC, that is a fact. Notre Dame and USC got together tonight. They played. Anybody got any thoughts on the Trojans? Yeah, I got a damn thought. How in the hell does Notre Dame take a knee inside the 10 when that's all my three-team parlays waiting on? What the Mm. hell is going on? Sound like you, you, do I have a thought? Yeah. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me, George? Yeah, I got a bunch of thoughts. My man Gosh, is looking for yes. a suggestion box. Anybody got a suggestion me, box? I'm trying to get me a man cave like hat guy. Yeah, God dang, I'm over here losing my goddamn rent on, on Notre Dame shit. God dang, do I have a thought? Oh, oh. man. Uh, noted. Well, noted. Yep, yep, I'd like yep. to know about his parlay. Um, <laughs> I did hear that Brian Kelly's really good at responding to his Twitter. So that might be something that if you wanted to, you throw it up there. Yeah, yeah. I'd it's- let him know. I'd write him <laughs> a nice <laughs> note. Hey, hey, that's not mentioned. He's executing people, man. I don't want no I don't want no part of messing with <laughs> messing with uh messing with Chip Kelly. <laughs> or, or whatever the hell his name is. He go, Brian, he go Brian Kelly. Brian yeah. Kelly Brian Chip. Yeah, related somewhere down the street. Like Ray Guy. Uh so Hack, anything riveting, any thoughts? Do you want to park here at that Notre Dame SC game or or shall we pick up a little bit of speed? Nah, I mean, I feel bad for Clint, you know. I mean, shit. Uh my guy. Yeah, you need some, you need some uh at, at some point you need to put some flavor on the end of these wins every once in a while, especially Notre Dame in their situation. So maybe, maybe I I understand that. I understand the pain and I understand the thought process there. But other than that, yeah, they just played. I think, George, you covered it. Uh, well, good. So con- uh, congratulations to, to the Irish pulling that game out. All the primetime viewers, it's time to go to work. Man, we got a lot of work to get covered. Uh, for those of you that's just joining us or those of you that's been with us before, we have our own tradition here at the After 12 Show. We do a toast. We do a toast. And sometimes, Bryce, what do you call that when we, we throw something out? If We, don't we like toss it? the toast. Or we toss toast, a toast. We have one. We yeah, have. We have a toast and a toss. We have a yeah, toast and a toss. So right off the gate, we need to pay homage to the Godfather of college football, Mr. Lee Corso, who was down here mm. in Westwood, LA today. Thanks, coach. coach. Hey. Mm. And let's start with. Uh, Glenn, you, got, you got to get off the dating apps, brother. We got we got toast <laughs> to do. And Tinder, Tinder's a Tinder. My man's thumb is working. Hell, bro. <laughs> Let's start with Christian Hackenberg. Hack, what's your toast for the day? Oh man, uh, I'm I'm toasting to uh, the Nittany Lion faithful sorrows tonight. I was watching Twitter explode. Mm. A couple of those media guys. Uh, mm. I, I'm right there with you guys. I'm right there with you. So I, I'm toasting to the sorrows of the mm. of the uh, the Nittany Kitties of Happy Valley right now. Let's go. Clint. That's what they played like. The Good kitties, Clint. Clint, we're going to you, sir. 
I don't need no help speeding this thing up, Chief. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm saying it's your turn for the toast. Sir. Oh, oh, okay. I yeah, got you. yeah, I we. Got you. Hey, here's the deal. I, I, I got to go with my guy Brett Bielema, man. Oh, hey, nice. You know, I, 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 look, hey, hack, hack. You have my back on that on that BS bet I just lost. I love you, brother. Our relationship is off mm-hmm. to a great start, man. I like but it. Here's yeah. the deal. I, this is nothing personal to you. I, I, I know Brett Bielema personally. I personally like the guy. He's a guy that I could break good bread with, maybe sip a little tequila with. But here's the deal. What coach, what coach in America, seven days ago, I don't know if it was seven days ago, it might have been within the week's window here, can say he ain't getting no production out of his two deep, basically throw his entire two deep depth chart under the bus and and then come out and beat the number seven team in the country. On the road, on the road. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Come on, hey. Brett Bielema. Brett this Bielema. right here is for you. What's up, Coach? Well done. Mm-hmm. Bryce Petty, sir. Yeah, man, I, I tell you what. This is what. This is why I think, and I have lobbied so that we do tell each other our toast before here, because I I just wrote down a lot of good things about Brett Bielema, and, and that was you know you you took it, which is which is totally fine. I'll go with their quarterback, and we talked about this before. I think it's uh, uh, not not a cousin of Mike Switowski, uh Arthur Sikowski. There you go. Thank you. Um, yep. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. My man goes eight of 19 um, for 38 yards and a touchdown, but he gets a win against a top 10 team. Arthur Switowski, Wyskowski, uh man, to- toast to you. That's just a great day at the office. Great day at the office. <laughs> and uh, so first, I'm going to back up Clint here for a second. I'm with you. Love Bielema. Long time back when I was 21 years old, I was a GA at Iowa, and Brett Bielema was the linebacker coach. We were the only two bachelors on the staff, whole staff. And he used to come into the building every day laced up. Everybody else wearing a hoodie, a tee. This dude's wearing mock turtleneck slacks. Let the chain fall on top in the football building. And I remember one time I'm asking him, I'm like, I don't really know shit. I'm like, coach, why you always come in here like to try to kill him all the time? And he goes, you never know if today's going to be the day she come around the corner. And it was like, <laughs> it was like the biggest uh, it, that, that stuck with me for years. But my toast is going to the ACC. I'm splitting it. Kenny Pickett and the Fighting Pit Panthers. And also Dave Clawson and mm-hmm. Wake Forest. I always get sick of teams saying nobody thought about us. They didn't talk about us. They don't care about us. And we're not really supposed to until you do something. When bodies start falling around you, then we got to pay attention. But right now, Pitt knocking out a monster, even though that monster is kind of toothless. And Wake Forest, <laughs> fellas, Wake Forest, we're a week from Halloween. Wake Forest is undefeated. So, well, they hang 70 today. They, I mean, it's 70. Army, but they hung 70 today. So to Coach Clawson and Wake Forest and to the Pitt Nation, toast, sir, toast. Love it. All right, let's jump right Can I, can I piggyback your comments here uh, about Bielema there? 100%. 100%. Clearly the mock neck, and would you say the chain what? He let that every now and again, if he had a button or two, he let that chain relax on top. That Drop nice. on top, I think is yeah. what you said. That's what I was yeah. looking for. I, I, I didn't want to steal that. I will use that this week on, on radio in Houston, by the way. But 
it clearly worked because I don't know if you've seen Jen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But about two years into his uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, he did at Arkansas. There was a, a photo started <laughs> circulating around around the state of him and his beautiful bride. All due respect. I love them both. On a, on a boat in Hot Springs on Lake Hamilton. And, boy, I tell you what, if it's a mock neck and a, and a gold chain dropped over the top, he did a, he did a good job. My, my man, uh, like many of us do, uh, we, we outkicked our coverage, and, and Bielema damn sure did that. He, he ought to be the poster child for that, actually. And he got a win against Penn State tonight. Once again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. That too. I love you, Brett. And Jim. Brett Bielema. Hey, so let's let's rock on this here. Oklahoma, who, if you wrote the story of college football and you were like, which one would a Hollywood writer want? We gave them all these teams and laid them out on the table. Which one would Steven Spielberg dive after? Right now, to me, it's Oklahoma. So we could talk about them. Penn State. Everybody in the Midwest is like, come on, come on, come on. Get through this shit. Let's go. We're going to go after them. And then Clemson and Pitt. Let's start. Let's start with Oklahoma. And I'm going to go down there with you, Clint. The Oklahoma Sooners, who we've been watching, rock and roll, catch a little turbulence, catch a little air, come back, run down the Longhorns, go up here, and their back is on the ground against Kansas. Still undefeated. They got a megawatt star. And they just barely escaped today. They had exact change to get through Lawrence. They had to turn their pockets inside out to get through Lawrence. What are we supposed to make of the Sooners? Well, first of all, let me, let me address this. That play that everybody's going on about, that should have been blown dead, man. Good ass. The, damn, so? the, damn, the damn running back took four steps going backwards before he handed the ball forward oh. to the quarterback. Well, then, yep. Possibly. I don't know. I mean, look, I, this may be my Arkansas blood talking, but I don't know if y'all saw that full BS call last week against Auburn when literally the forward momentum stopped because the deep, the defensive lineman was dumping him backwards. Like, only thing that went backwards was when the D-line was dumping him, and he fumbled, and they said forward progress stopped. No fumble. This cat took four steps backwards and hands the ball forward to the quarterback on fourth down, and he, go gets, he goes and gets a first down. And it's going to be the damn play of the week on Sports Center. But Clint, was it a great play though? Yes or no? Refs aside, refs aside, was it a baller play? Hey, you, hey and I'll go ahead and answer that for you, Clint. You better lift the eyebrows up off the nose because you know, back in '92, when you were over there <laughs> wheeling and dealing in Fayetteville, if you would have pulled up that play, oh my God, you, you wouldn't have had to buy a beer all you night. That that's one of the most heads up. That dude said, "Give me the yep. ball." Yes, he said, yes. Give me the ball. Preach, preach. Well, I, look, I, I picked up my my eyebrows. And I, I'm gonna get these. Songs. I'm gonna get them lit. I'm like being a, a plastic you surgeon. Were, you, were, you were waiting. You were wanting it. You were like, "Nah, man, I ain't no, no, play. I mean, look, no, play. The dude's great. I hope he gets free drinks. Hell, he don't need no free drinks. He's got a million dollars worth of nil deals. Hell, I mean, look, I, it was a great play. It was a heads up play. No question, it should be on Sports Center. But ref, do your damn job. Kansas has got OU on the ropes, man. Yeah, that is clearly that play. That that was clearly forward progress. That should be on the referee's teaching tape next year. That forward progress had stopped. I mean, two steps before it all happened. But Clint, I'm, I'm gonna Clint. I'm gonna fast forward you. They're Come undefeated. On, They're undefeated. 
Should they still, if you're a Sooner fan, should you still be making reservations to the playoffs right now? Hell no. You got work. You got work to do. You got a whole lot of work to do. And 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 here's the deal. The, the, your biggest three games, and I know this is coach speak, but I literally I'm looking at the schedule, so it's true. The biggest three games of OU season is ahead of them. In front of, yeah. That's right. That's right. You, Baylor, what I say? I said ahead of them, didn't I? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Baylor, I, I, I speak gibberish. I know, so I, I appreciate you cleaning that up. No, Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State, and I know, mm-hmm. I know, Oklahoma State hit a little bump today, but those are the three best football teams. Correct me if I'm wrong. If anybody out there disagrees, no. those are the three best no. football teams on their In schedule. The conference. They yep. got a whole yep. lot of work to do, so I'd pump those brakes and I'd pay that extra hundred dollars. In three insurance. weeks to make that hotel reservations <laughs> instead of saving a hundred and making them today. It would be. Hey, Hack, can they run the table? Yeah. Can Oklahoma get through Clint's gauntlet? He did lay out a gauntlet for that well, conference. He, yeah, he definitely did. Here's here's my thing, man. Like, if you've if you've paid attention to college football, I mean, ain't nobody's safe at any point in time. Nobody's safe. Reach. So, to me. I mean, it's just worked out this year. But to me, Oklahoma has consistently put themselves in the situation they were in today with teams that they traditionally have never done that with. You go back to this whole season, Tulane, the list goes on. Um, They were getting blown out by Texas. If Texas had any any bit of kill, finish, sick them in their their blood, they'd have won that game. Thank you. So the – to me, Oklahoma just hasn't had that. They're undefeated. If they somehow squeak it out, you know, I think it's going to be tough for them not to make it to the playoff. But I do completely agree with Clint. I think that – I think Iowa State showed something today. Um, I think that train's finally starting to get back on the tracks and start moving in the right direction. Uh, Bryce's, Bryce's Baylor Bears down there uh, always got something going. I think they're, they're moving in the right direction as well. And um, – I just don't think that they're going to have the luxury to do what they did today for the next few weeks and expect to be able to walk out of there with a win and be clean. Um, so they got to clean things up. I think specifically on the defensive side of the ball, I think offensively they'll be all right, but the, on the defensive side of the ball, they need to clean some stuff up. And that's been the case the whole year. Bryce Petty, does the fate of the big 12 being represented in the playoffs rest in Norman, Oklahoma? Mm. I mean, I think your your knee jerk reaction has to be yes, right? I mean, they're undefeated team. You can say what you want, but this is actually, I mean, look, it's hard to go undefeated. And 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 like Hack said, I mean, um, everybody can get got. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's 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 the thing about it. So they are they are winning, and that's what I hate when I have to listen to Trevor talk about it. But that's what he keeps saying, and and it's true. This this league is about wins. It's about you know, can you finish the game? And they do what they need to do to finish. Now, these three games coming up, or or, or at least the three that, that Clint had mentioned, are going to be really tough. They're going to have to stop beating themselves, which they inevitably do every week, but then they just get it going when they need to. Um, so I think it does. I think to, to, your, to your question, I think it does run through Norman, um, you know, as it should with all this expectation, all the talent. You know, Lincoln Riley, again, is, is a killer, not only on the field, but off the field and, and recruiting. Um, he's got to figure out a way to put a defense on the field. I don't know the last time that Kansas has ever, in terms of just total yards, 
put up more yards than anybody. And they, they had 412 yards, and the Oklahoma Sooners had 398 yards. Wow. So I'm looking at it, though, fellas. Here's the deal, man. That OU-Oklahoma State game, is, it, 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 it looks like now if, if, if everything holds true, that what's the hell? What the hell they call that that uh, that game? What what is that rivalry game? Bedlam game. Bedlam. There you go. Uh, I, I knew that old that old smart that old sharp ass. I knew he'd have it. Um, yes, sir. That, that OU Oklahoma State game, boys. That thing's shaping up to be something serious. Because if Oklahoma State that, can upset OU at the end of the year, hey man, they're right in the thick of things, and they and they they win the Big Twelve. That that could be. Especially but to your point, this is what this is what's going to be interesting, though. This is what's going to be interesting, though, because before they even get to that game, in two weeks, three weeks, they go down to Waco. Okay, now Waco went up to Stillwater and got beat. Okay, if they come out of Waco and get beat, now you have three or yeah, three one-loss teams in the Big Twelve. Oklahoma Ooh, still has to go up to Ames. And then they still have to play the Bedlam game. So there is a there is a real play here that OU starts out this season, you know, going through Norman, what, what we just talked about, and, and then it dies in Norman too. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens, these, this, you know, the, the tail end of October and then the start of November before that Bedlam game even happens. To me, the, the if, if, you, if, if Oklahoma – say Oklahoma runs the table up until Bedlam and, and the Cowboys beat the Sooners – the whole southern part of Ohio is jumping up and down because that means Cincinnati is now in. To me, two SEC can you, can teams, you, can you two SEC teams, you said, well, no, two <laughs> SEC teams, a Big Ten champ, and then there's an, a fourth seat. So a one loss Big 12 champ, I don't think is going to knock out an undefeated Cincinnati, not with the body of work they've been putting forward. Man, you crazier than the outhouse rat. You can't be. I mean, well, the, the, well break college, it down then. The college football play. You watching the same committee that I'm watching? Yeah. Man, the yeah. Joker's. I, we talked about this, damn it, George. Well, we, you had a couple weeks away from me now. We talked about this. I just, you I'm, know, I'm you know, them Jokers that are going. Ice on that you, steak is finally starting to, to burn the tongue on George. Listen to him talk about Cincinnati getting over a one loss. So quit. You let a one loss. You let a one loss. OU team. Could that happen? Yeah, I guess it could happen. You let a one-loss OU team be sitting right there next to them and watch with that college football play. I hope I'm yeah. dead ass wrong. I hope I'm dead wrong. But watch, but, watch that college football. Watch that committee. So Cincinnati in, a in the game. committee. If if somebody's in the committee and they say Oklahoma, what's your best win? What's Oklahoma's best win this year? Running down Texas from behind. No, it ain't happened yet. I don't hear about it right now. Yeah. They, they okay. have three games left to put that on. Cincinnati the goes to Notre Dame, wins by two plus touchdowns. They Thank go you. to Wisconsin, got a strong win. They went up against another Indiana team. Thank you. But Thank that you. Notre Dame team is still ticking. Notre Dame's oh. only loss this year is to the Cincinnati Bearcats. Hey, uh, but to rep to put a point on this Oklahoma game, like I'm watching Kansas, and I was born in Wichita, Kansas, and I you know, I called my dad. And I was just like, Kansas nearly carjacked Oklahoma, but they couldn't drive stick. Like, you're up 10, and you couldn't even <laughs> just come on home with that. That would have set that whole campus up. Uh, before we move on, let me get you guys set up on Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up on Bet Rivers yet, 
Now is the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With the new Rush Pay instant approval, approved by Clint, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable than ever before. With football season kicking off, get in on the action by going to BetRivers.com today or downloading BetRivers iOS app. You must be 21 years old or older. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. We're taking care of some of the business. Now let's jump. We took care of the Big 12. Now, if you don't mind, let's swing over to the Big 10. We had some more, we had some more fallout today. The number seven team in the country, it felt like they just had to take care of basic business, inviting Illinois in, take everything from them, send them home, get on about your business. It didn't go that way. Nine overtimes and everything in the state of Pennsylvania shocked out. Hack, I'm just going to give it to you, man. Break it down today, what you saw from your boys. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, Clifford didn't look healthy. Um, oh, interesting. I don't think they put – I don't think – I, I think. yeah, I think that was definitely a knee-jerk thing to get him out there. I don't, I don't know who made that decision. But um, – you could tell by the way the game was called that there was some hesitancy with putting him in situations where he may have to take a hit. The one thing that we talked about before we got on here, and, I, and I'll stand behind this, I think the offensive line has done a very, very poor job um, being violent at the line of scrimmage. And for the amount of time that Coach Franklin has had up there to get some guys in there um, with a little shit to them, um, and some want to, to, to dominate the line of scrimmage. Um, it just really hasn't come to fruition. I think they got the backs to be able to, to have a halfway decent running game and it hasn't happened all year. Um, and really I think today was just a, just accumulation of all their deficiencies catching up to them. And, you know, we talked about it, hats off to Illinois and, Bielema coming in there and just staying in the fight and they took some punches. They didn't really do too much offensively. That was fancy. Um, the one thing I think that really hurt Penn state and that hasn't been talked enough about is PJ uh, being hurt. Big D tackle. That kid was kind of the anchor point for that defensive line. Um, it's a really athletic defense, but they're not, they don't have a ton of size when you get some downhill uh, running game. They've, they've, they've struggled with that, you know, even going back to the Wisconsin game. So uh, to me, like I said, it was just a, it was accumulation of all their deficiencies kind of catch it up to them. And, and just like, this is my thing. This is my thing. You are, you are, I, and I know where you sit at, but my thing is James Franklin needs to come in there at halftime. And, and I'm talking about like rallying the troops, like, what are we doing? This, it doesn't really matter who is out there. This was, this was a team two weeks ago, Hack. If you remember, we were yep. running on the schedule going like, damn, they got a gauntlet. But, I mean, everyone – It was it wasn't even, Illinois. We didn't even look at it. Right. Yeah, it wasn't Illinois. I mean, it was, this is ridiculous. This is the same team that just thumped Auburn. So, yeah. to me, I'm sitting in this locker room going, going man, what, what happened? And this was what's really unique. And I actually talked about on game day today about how important your backup QB is because yep. you, you hit it at, uh, you know, hack is the fact that they put Clifford out there probably injured 
because they're like, damn, I don't know if we no get to the No confidence at number two. That, right. Oh, my God. Well, man, well, the, well you, the thing is, is their number two is really the Kentucky, right Kentucky now. Wildcats, right? Correct. Now. And that's the thing. So, that's the, so that's the – so there's, there's, there's issues definitely within – how the development of everything has gone and, and putting things in place to be able to handle depth issues and things of that nature. So I don't really know who you could put it on, but all I'm going to say is – I'm is laughing a, at Clint because Clint's like loading the clip. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm just sitting here. Hey, I'm fucking – I'm just – sorry. I'm just – Roman Reigns is coming out of WWE. He's just holding that belt. Go ahead, I'm disappointed and I'm hurt. As a as a as a as a Penn State Nittany I mean, man, I'm disappointed. Like I'm hurt. That's fair. That's fair. That's disappointed. There's a, a dude named Mike Ryan. He he is a Texas country music singer. If you want to call it Red Dirt, that's fine. He's got this song called "Dancing All Around Me." And you, ought to, you you strike me you strike me as a guy that would really appreciate that song. But I'm, I think it applies to this situation. Dancing. If all you're around. gonna play, here's the deal. If I was an SEC guy. Hey, I, you know, I, I don't know much about the Big Ten, but I do know this. If your ass is going to compete in the Big Ten, you better be able to play offensive line. Oh, if, yeah. your ass is going, if your ass is going to win ball games at Penn State, I, I know a bu- I play with a bunch of dudes that, in, in, in Europe, in the league, all over the place. All over the place. Kurt Warner wasn't no damn journeyman quarterback. I was a journeyman quarterback. Two years in Europe. I play, <laughs> Penn State climbing everywhere. I don't care if they were big, small, white, black. I don't care where they were from. They were nasty some bitches. Yep. Hey man, you hit, you said it. You went right through all that. That's all pretty. But when you hit that <laughs> offensive line, you want to be physical. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, come on, man. You got to give me more on that. Are you kidding no, me? No, no, Clint. I, you know, Clint. I, look, he's worried about retweets right now. He's got he's got a show. We got it. We got stick to our people. <laughs> come on, man. Listen, he's man. Pushing, he's pushing the button. Straight going, up. I don't know. Penn State. Penn State is a blue collar. Penn yep. State's a blue collar. Come school. on, the Big Ten is a blue collar physical conference. conference. Yep. Point yep. blank, traditionally speaking, that's what they hang their hat on. That's what everybody. That's what everybody does. Ohio State does it every year. Michigan's doing it this year. They haven't done it traditionally. They haven't done it in the past few years. They've done it in the past. The dogs of the Big Ten have hung their hat on being physical. Penn State has had it for decades, 35, 40 years, going yep. back to it. It hasn't happened since James James Franklin got to Penn State. Up front, they haven't played with a tenacity and a nastiness after the sanctions when all the excuses of depth and getting guys in there and all that stuff. He's had now three or four recruiting cycles. And to me, these guys just haven't well, hold on, up front to be able I would, to I would I would push back a little bit and and all respect to you as a lion. This year's offensive line, don't let that paint the whole James Franklin run. Because remember, they had a kid named Saquon Barkley who was coming downhill. He wasn't moving humans out of, on his own. They I'm going to keep it a bean with you, guys. though. I'm going to keep it a bean with you, though. That kid was a generational talent. He, made he was a generational really talent. Good. But they were coming downhill on Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, all gonna, those teams. That showdown gonna, in Columbus that year was the two top five teams. This year's offensive line, to me, yeah, it's a sore spot. But I wouldn't say the whole duration because Penn State 
It's not like they're a passing program. Name an all, name an all, name an all American Big Ten. That's name an all American that's that's played the offensive line at Penn State, and then go back and look at it. How many of those guys have had all American guys up front in the history of Penn State? Traditionally speaking, up front, Mm. all Americans. Mm. Name an all American from Penn State in the last six years. Don't worry, I'll wait. Let me call. (laughs) Let me call Chris Felica real quick. Hey, hey, where's bear. the bear when we need him? Where's bear, bear. when we need him? We we live on. Hey, bear, we're live on. Uh, yeah, I'll call you back. I'll call you right back. Chris Felica said there's been a couple. So Let listen, there's right guys back. up there. There's guys up there, and like I said, it's hard. You can't sit there and and because of everything that happened up there with the sanctions and the depth issues, there's there's a period of time where that's gone. But I'm saying in the last three years with James, two three years. You've now had the opportunity to recruit guys and get guys up there. You're winning. Everything's going the right way. You have every you have you have zero excuses to not get guys up there that can get the job done up front. And to me, I, I they 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 haven't had it. They see, haven't had it. I, I see your point on the O line, and then I go to the quarterback room, and you already made the point, Hack. When he was healthy, he wasn't always a consistent passer. Now he was a reliable playmaker, but Clint, you know the difference. Dudes can make plays, pull the ball down, scramble, get me in and out of a bad play. But on third and 12, can I count on you? Can I count on you on third and 12? I mean, they got like they, they got us matched up. Can you be the difference maker as a passer? Okay, so we know what he is. Then Bryce touched on it. Their number two is at Kentucky. Where is the development? Three is now two, and we saw what happened in Iowa. We had two weeks to get this rascal ready. They did not trust the youngster to host Illinois at home. We got the gauntlet coming in front of us. So they put in Clifford. I don't even know what percentage you'd put in Matt Hack. Not 100. And then we still couldn't get past Illinois. Hey, hey, but but, but here's the deal, G. I, I agree with everything that both of you guys are saying, but here's the deal. What year is this for Franklin Hack? Five, six, 14. Five. He was 14 was his first year. Oh. So, golly, he's sitting on eight. He's sitting this year eight, right? If my math is right. Seven, I eight. I mean, a year eight in, if you, if, look, I mean, if you're not in college football, man, if you can't identify a quarterback every year and develop those guys to where you don't put yourself in a position where you get your starter hurt. And then your backup goes in there and looks like he's never played football before other than being a good athlete. And and your offensive line doesn't have that dog in him across the board. I, to me, it's one of them deals like at that point in time, it all we can point, well, the O-line coach or, well, there's transfers or, well, so-and-so got hurt. But developing quarterbacks and having a, a mean-ass offensive line that 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 goes through a depth chart, man. In yeah. my opinion, like like if I got, yeah. I'm gonna tell you the. I, I'll speak from my perspective. If, if you're I a GM, to, if you're a GM, if you're a head coach, that's how you're building your team. Hey, heck, if, if I was James Franklin right now, and yeah. my starting quarterback went down against Iowa, and I try to kid out there that looks like a deer in headlights when he takes a step, bad. Yeah. That's on man, on kid. That's on me, man. Yeah, you yeah. can recruit. You can recruit as many quarterbacks as you want a year. And when you got that Nittany line flag flying outside, you hell you 
you you roll out the red carpet. You got the upper hand. There is yep. no reason, absolutely no reason, to ha- not be able to develop too deep on the quarterback cha- on the but quarterback. I, so again, you can depend on. But I, I got to talk to the, to the to 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 you, Clinton, the people at home. Penn State had that guy. They groomed him, raised him. They found him in high school. They got him up there. His name is Will Levis. In the offseason, now that the portal, you can move for any reason. He was happy at Penn State. They loved him at Penn State. Kentucky reached out. Come down and lead us. You want a ball in the Big Ten? Clifford is our guy. I'm two here. I can be one over there. That's not on Penn State. That's just how the market is moving. So in the, in the spring, if your guy hops up or the summer and he says, you know what? I can't miss on this SEC opportunity. I can lead now or I can keep being the number two guy here. Coach, I'm riding. Good luck. And out he goes. That was my number two. They had him for three years. They had Clifford. They had a succession plan. And the market <clears throat> took their two. If you go to any team in the country and yank their two off the team and throw him in as a starter someplace else, a lot of people are going to be in the, in the same hole Penn State is right now. Here's the thing, though, George. Penn State has had three offensive coordinators. Clifford's been through three three or four offensive coordinators since he's been there. That's true. So, so to your point, I understand the market, right? If Clifford goes in the summer, now you got all training camp. You had, a, you had all season. You had a bye week. I under, I, and I get it. I've been in the situation. I understand who gets the reps and how they get it. But you got however many months that is up until this point to get Thank a guy you. ready. Thank you. And they didn't do it. But I will give the excuse to saying that there has been so much turnover, right? So now you got a new guy calling plays from last year. You're getting your starter all the reps you can get because he's got to get familiarity with him. And there's an issue there with all that. So the market didn't help it. And I think also the amount of turnover that happened within this coaching staff has not helped it. And that was just the perfect storm, man. That was the perfect storm. This is my, this is my thing though. You're, you're, you, you cannot, to your point, you cannot have a guy go through spring, summer and fall camp and go, I just don't know if he has it in him. You gotta be able to know if the kid can throw the ball. Right. But uh, development aside to Clint's point, you know, executing the offense is one thing. Being able to throw is a whole other thing. Yeah, and but if, look. If I'm sitting here looking at my guy going, man, that, my guy can't even hit a, a five-yard hitch route without struggle busting. My eyes are going somewhere else and going, hey, who's the number two that we can pick up? Oh, yeah, Greg May Chevrolet up here in Pennsylvania. How about you throw a couple dollars to this backup QB, get him <laughs> in this system, and then that way – I know who I've got taken care of because what we have seen is that if you do not have a quarterback, you do not have a team. And, th- and we already know what has happened in this transfer portal. If you don't get it done in week one and week two, you're out. I got to go somewhere else. Yeah. That's just what it, you do, do not have the luxury anymore, the, the luxury anymore of struggling. That ain't happening anymore. But let's be honest. Hack, Clint, Bryce, as starters in the quarterback room, you could look around the room and say, damn, I like the number three guy. You cool. We going to ride wings later. But you know you've had guys in the room that when they finally get that at bat, they, they squeeze that shit down to sawdust. They don't know what they're doing out there. Sometimes it's on the man. 
yes, we're, we're holding the system accountable. We're holding the program accountable, we're holding the staff accountable. But if a guy goes down there and pisses straight down his leg, yeah, you've been in practice. We have invested <laughs> meetings in you. You got to step forward. You got to come Clint. on. Go you got to come on. I, I, I got a question I mean, for you, G. I, I got yeah, a question you. for you, G. You, you, you've lived in the, you lived in the quarterback space, uh, a well-respected uh, life in the quarterback space. If I gave you four years to recruit America with a top 10 program on your chest, you can walk in any, anywhere you want, and you're, you're down to the final two with damn near any quarterback you want to recruit. You're going to tell me in four years you can't be too deep that can go out there and do better than you saw that backup do against Iowa a couple weeks ago? So, I'm, so I'm, if, 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 if I'm wrong, back me up. I'm good, but, but he, you tell me. So, I know so, I can do better next year. So, all right, respectfully, you're wrong, but not because you're wrong, but it's because the mentality of today's kids – and now I sound like a kind of old man. It's yeah. different. It is. So, it Clint, is. if I go out, I have a warlord as my starter. I have an up-and-coming alpha as my two, and I come to your neighborhood and get the best kid in your city, and I say, listen, you got a scholarship to Penn State. He looks in my quarterback room and says, ain't no easy route to getting there. Those dudes are one and two years older than me. That means I got to wait, wait. Wait, wait to get my opportunity. I ain't coming there. So you're not. And so any other situation, if my two quarterbacks aren't sitting in that room, I get that guy, no problem. But I'm not going to I'm not going to skip over the two dudes I have in the building. So then I got to go down a tier. Who else wants to come in here and compete? What did, what did Oregon do? What did Oregon do? In, in terms of what? Going to get in the quarterback. Oh, they hop. They, the they, they went East Coast. They would, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying that you do now because of the environment that you're in and what you're talking about. My eyes are not only downstairs in high school. I'm, I'm scoping. Uh, oh, 100% yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. scoping every Other year. Teams. Was, yeah, yeah. Other teams. But, guys, let's, but guys we're talking we're – talk, and I, I, know, I know we got to move on, George. But, I mean, look, I, look, I understand the dynamic of, of the portal and I understand the dynamic of young kids right now. And, and, and I understand that if we're talking about, like, a school that's recruiting five-star on top of five-star on top of five-star on top of five-star, and there's a traffic jam at the top. All I'm saying is, is there's no excuse for the extreme of what is going on at Penn State. Does it happen? Sure. But if you lose one guy to the portal, should the gap between your starter and, and your second string be, be a guy that can't, that can't function in a basic game plan versus – uh, an older player that, that gives you a chance to win a national championship, should the gap be that big? I mean, to True. me, I, I feel very confident that I could close that gap is all I'm saying but, from a so, development standpoint. And before we jump, Clint, to your point on the merit of the question, you're right. But if if you earned your way to Penn State as a scholarship player and you're in here now and you made every meeting, you made every lifting session – you took every piece of coaching you could possibly get, and you've been here now. That kid's not a true freshman. He's like a sophomore, I think, right, Hack? You've been there now at least two years. You can get around campus. You can go in an O-line meeting and know what they're talking about. You know what your quarterback coach expects, and you're supposed to come to games with the, with the today-could-be-my-moment mentality. Don't come there and chop it up on the sideline and yuck it up and look it up in the stands because it's Iowa. Keep yeah. your mind ready. And when they do call your number, at a minimum, 
You should be able to get us out of the huddle, off the line of scrimmage. We don't need it. You can't run what Clifford does, but you got to at least get us down the runway. So some of that has to sit with the man himself. Some of that's got to sit with the man himself. Hey, let's jump now because I'm really curious to where you guys want to go with this one. A big, a big game for not so obvious reasons took place tonight in Pittsburgh, Clemson mm. hosting Pitt. Uh, that that's you know kind of the Roman army of the ACC. Shouldn't even really give them that title, but but they have been. The, they were the part Warren of the five tribe. families. Yeah, they're one of the five families. Yeah. You're right, Hack. Clemson limps into Pittsburgh. They do not get out of it. Uh, Trickett does what he does. Fifth year senior. I do want to come back around that. Clemson, no answer, no punch back, no counter, no juice, no out pitch, nothing to hang their hat on. And it, it looked inevitable. After the first two series, you're like, wow, Pitt really is going to just take care of this business. No rally, no fight on the sidelines. But I want to talk about the game, and I'm going to give it to you guys. But there was the performance of Pitt's quarterback, and there was the breakdown post-game from Clemson's benched quarterback. Let's let's just go into it. Hack, I'll go with you since that's in yeah. your neighborhood. Well, now um, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Bryce go ahead on the whole DJ post game thing. But here's what I'm gonna say: um, After week one, you're watching Clemson. Offensively, they struggle. However, to me, defensively, they had a bright spot. Yep. And with the strength of the ACC and where the ACC was at after week one, you watch Miami get absolutely trumped by Alabama. Florida State's down. I mean, really, name another ACC team. North Carolina, disappointed. You keep going down the line. Virginia Tech, disappointed. You keep going down the line, right? So, to me, Clemson had a defense that could keep them in any game within their conference where if they had gone from – the Georgia game and just one ugly one like Oklahoma one ugly through the ACC their track record would have given them a chance to have a slip into that college football playoff even with piss poor offensive play which they've had the defense has let that football team down as bad as the offense has been if you're gonna if, if you're gonna sit there and be the thing I thought that, that defense had a lot more juice in it than that they than they've shown throughout the year mm. I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody else that's come out and, and done anything against them. NC State, Leary lit them up. Now Pickett's light lit them up. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I just think can that I, that defense can, has. Can, hold I on, think that hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let let me run you through this real quick. Hold on. So you got ten points given up by Clemson's defense to Georgia. Three yeah. points, eight points, twenty-one or I'm sorry, twenty-seven points. NC State. I'd say they that held that one. Yeah, 13 points, 14. I mean, what, what, how do you let somebody – they haven't let up three touchdowns outside of the NC State game and, and this Pittsburgh game yet. I mean, how – But to, Hack, to, to Hack's point, the defense was the strongest suit. And when did we decide that? After the Georgia game? Because they had all these all-stars coming in. They got the million dollar six, players the last, over there. The last six years, the last seven years. Okay, it, but on that on that topic, what you guys are talking about, the defense has been 
when have you ever not, the first thing that comes to your mind is if it's not Dabo Sweeney, it's Trevor Lawrence. If it's not Dabo Sweeney, it's Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It is never a defense. Now, their defense, their defense intervals, man, they put. But their defense has been phenomenal, bro. Exactly. I'm not saying they weren't. But they played from a league, though, Hack. They That's played from saying. a I mean, league. You, you've, yeah. got, you've got some unbelievable, again, personnel at the QB position that I think right now they have a very, very wondering identity. They have no idea what just happened. And, and, and Dabo's career there, they've never had this bad of an identity crisis in that, in that room to go. I mean, it's like a slap in the face. Like, hey. I mean, it's going to take them six games, a uh, uh, fall, a summer, yeah. a spring, spring to figure out, okay, what yeah. what just yeah. happened? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and this is a great this is a great point, and 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 especially a catalyst or, or, or I guess a um, another uh, conversation off the Penn State, but but talk about a brand. I mean, hell, you had Dr Pepper come in and give this dude a million bucks. Yeah, you know this this is supposed to be you know, hey, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, DJ. Right. I agree. Is, hey, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. With you. My, my only point being, though, is is with with understanding that the deficiency in offense and their struggles right now, to me, that defense has the capability to be a on par with a with a with a Georgia that we've been talking mm-hmm. about that they've been going head to head with, right? And you see yeah. Georgia's defense just just in in a completely different conference with a completely different set of offensive weapons that they're playing week in week out yeah my point is is the the level of competition that they're seeing in the acc i expected that defense to be able to keep them in more football games but hack and, yeah, and, and, not, and, clint, and not give them i would give it to you clint but hack george dominant george's defense can come to the sideline and watch their offense go 10 plays, 14 plays 16 plays yeah we exactly. can regroup it's a great point could come back fresh here we come point. clemson Especially with DJ at the helm, three and out. We just was out there for 15 plays. We're back out there again. Three and out yeah. again. Turnover again. Point. It almost doesn't matter who you're playing. If you're playing the lion's share of reps and you're running guys down and you're always in bad positions and field position sucks, like you could be a lion as a lion, but if you're a lion at the edge of a volcano, like it really don't matter. It really don't it's a great point. In, in some of that. Yeah, and they and they have some injuries. But you're right. If you count up the five stars in America's defensive locker rooms, Clemson's one, two, or three. They're sitting one, two, or three. Hey, Clint. Yo. Is Cle- I'm a one. Right I'm gonna I'm throw you. Oh, I'm, I'm wide awake. I'm just. Look, I'm just trying. Look. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw you a two play check. You take one, the other, or both. Is Clemson the most disappointing team? in America, or oh. if Pitt runs it out, if they run it all the way out in this dead body ACC league, the whole thing is just dead. It's, it's guys just teeth knocked out all over the place. Should they have a seat in the playoff? Take whichever one or both. It, good God. Um, should they have a seat? Uh, no, I mean, you not just the Western, not, Western Michigan. So no, not, they what? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, they well, lost to Western Michigan. Well, hell but, no, I ain't taking that. You try to set me up. <laughs> 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 I'm looking, I'm looking you're going to let a little thing like that bother you. You're going to let a little thing like that bother you. 
yeah, I, I'm looking at the schedule. I didn't even know what the damn logo was, so I just blew by. Didn't even look at the damn outcome. Hell no, they ain't. I don't give a damn what they do from here on out. Yes, Clemson is is the most disappointing team in the country. I, I don't I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, six months ago, eight months ago, we were talking about Clemson maybe maybe being the top program in the country above Alabama. I mean, that's the conversation we were having, and now they've completely completely shit the bed. I mean, and I think I do think it's I, I think there's some credence to what what Hack is saying. I mean, you look at the, at the 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 two losses that Clemson's had, they gave up 27 points. They gave up 13 points in overtime uh, in, in their in their first loss against, I think it was NC State, right? I mean, not that that doesn't happen, but we're talking about the almighty Clemson, the NFL player factory down there. They, they usually lock up shop in overtime if you get there. And, and quite frankly, this is a year when you don't have Trevor Lawrence. You don't have Deshaun Watson. You got a young quarterback that nobody knows who the hell he is. Now we know a little bit more about him. And so you got to lean on on the defense. And they had some great games. They've done good, I think, yeah. in big picture. But but in the in the couple of games that they've lost, I mean, I think there's an argument there to say that hey, the defense wasn't great. I mean, what it wasn't great because Clemson, the expectations are to be great. And but, and I, there, I, but let I, me ask you I, this: with an okay. offense underperforming so badly. How great must you be to keep a team well, in the wait, game for four quarters? You got to be we great, though. We, we can't crown their ass when they got Heisman Trophy winners over there and all Americans running down the damn sideline and the offense is lighting it up and we crown their ass as the best defense in America and all of a sudden you don't have that luxury of having a, a Heisman Trophy quarterback and having an all-world offense. We got to hold you to a different standard. Now the shit's on you. It's on you to do yeah. something. Little. And look, I'm not saying I, I agree with your overall point of uh, of Clemson. Their defense, statistically and big picture, thirty thousand foot view, they've done good. They've had a good year. Right. But to Hack's point, in their two losses, they give up 27, 28 points. Yeah. I mean, that's it's not terrible. But that's games they're accustomed to scoring 40, 45. That's, that's, that's my whole point. Well, shit, it's the last George, eight years. Well, shit, George, but, but that's what I'm, I'm saying, though. Linebacker, if you're going to go out there and score 44. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this team is built to play with a lead on defense. They ain't really hell, every, every, like team, every team is. Every team is, though. That's the thing. And, 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 and I would love, actually, to see stats on how many three and outs and how many turnover, turnovers they got this year as opposed to yeah. last year. Again, I'm going to go ahead and combine eight because with, with Deshaun and, and Trevor, they were just a different group. But still, I mean, Trevor in his freshman year, they're going to the playoffs. I mean, I watched them in Dallas put up 40, uh, yeah, 45 on Notre Dame. I mean, just so, beat the crap out of them. But so it's this. a different game. If you attached Georgia's defense and UConn's offense and put them on a bus and took them around and played folks, and said to UConn's offense, just don't turn it over. Don't go nuts. If one happens, look, we'll, uh, and the kicking I'm game. I'm telling you what, nobody's scoring 27. <laughs> I promise you that. That's, and, and honestly, and that's how special <laughs> Georgia is. Maybe. That's how that's, special. That's, what's interesting is it took them four games to let 27 points go. Total. NC, NC State, NC State was four games in. So right. you start doing that, you start doing it. Hey, Normatex and, and Cole Machines don't do that good. <laughs> when you got 95 plays on the field four games in a row. 
Hey, let's hey, George. George, yeah. we, hey, to, I'm gonna answer your question. Hell yes, Clemson is the most disappointing team in America, and I don't even—I can't even think of a team that's a close second. To be completely honest with you, and I owe you one. I owe you two, actually. You, you talked about how old my ass was last time I was on with you, George, I- indirectly. But and now you tried to set me up with who the hell was that? Who, who was that they played? Western Michigan. A solid program. A solid program. I'm sure they're stallions or Mustangs or something like that. <laughs> they play good hey, football up there. I'm sir. sure you're a solid guy, George, but you asked them to set me up twice. You're two for two. I, I All right. You. So let me give you let me give you this back. Pitt has been led this year by a fifth year senior. And Kenny Pickett, let's go into it. When you watch the game, I know you guys had a chance to like jump in and jump out of the game. The the biggest value, and I, I'll never forget what David Shaw told me about Andrew Luck. I asked him about Luck and this and that, and he goes, it ain't statistics. It's not even his skill set. He said, being a veteran quarterback, his last year at Stanford, he said his charge, and he accepted it, was mitigating damage. Keep us out of bad plays. Get us the right checks at the line. If the pocket breaks down, run it or get rid of the ball. Eliminate sacks. Andrew Luck got sacked six times his senior season. And, yeah, they had some big dog offensive linemen, but they were also going up against those real Trojan teams. I see that with Kenny Pickett. When you watch him, he'll move up in the pocket. He'll scramble just enough. He'll throw the ball to guys that are open but he'll keep him what we call customer service. Throw a ball he can keep moving with. You going to throw me a back shoulder ball? Throw me a ball that only I can get, and if I can't get it, Pitt has leveraged his experience all season, to the exception of Western Michigan, Bryce, all season. Oh, I mean, they, hell, they still score points. It wasn't on them, I don't right. think. And that wasn't – but keep going, keep going. But, I, but I'm just simply saying – this is the value in this microwave world we have right now with youngsters and I'm a star and I'm out. Is it three years yet? Boom, I'm gone. Pick it. Another year of the COVID season says I'm coming back. He could have probably jumped last year. He'd be holding somebody's clipboard. Instead, he got he opted for more flight hours to lead another offense. And look what they're doing. It's paying off. Where do you guys put him right now in terms of his performance of quarterbacks nationwide? A seat in New York, possibly the draft, and definitely the playoffs. Mm. Start with yeah, you, Bruce. I, yeah. Um, oh, thank you. But there, there's no doubt. I mean, it, look, statistically wise, <laughs> what, what he's doing he's a, is really impressive. He's such uh, good manners. You know, and, <laughs> and look, he's look to to your point. He's he's being productive and not detrimental to the offense. He's got 21 touchdowns and one pick. Wow. That's, that's a hell of a stat. That's a real, that's a really good stat. And then the other thing too, man, you have to, I, I love this. I love this. When you talk about quarterbacks too, is, is there are, there are certain times where just everything is, is coming to a point. There is, there is a, the, the quarterbacks that ride that wave best are the ones that do. And, and, and again, are, are instrumental in a, in a production again, that, that carries them way further than probably them as an individual could. So what I mean by that is nine of 11 starters are either redshirt juniors, seniors, or transfers. Wow. Right. That's really interesting to me that, that look, you can, and, and I think he is a great core. I, 
you know, watching him distribute the football, he's got an ownership of the game. He executes. He puts him in great situations, throws the customer service ball like you were talking about. Uh, but at the same time, too, this offense is really riding this wave of maturity um, and, and of success on the, the idea that, man, we've been playing a lot of ball. Um, and, and that right there in and of itself is, is a beautiful thing. I'm not knocking him for that because that's it. Look, you still have to go out and execute. But at the same time, man, when your offense is riding with that many guys that have had uh, years under their belt, a um, lot of battles won, battle tested, that, that, that whole thing, man, just keep riding it. Just don't get in its way. Keep distributing. And I think that's what he's doing. And that's going to set himself up for the draft possibly for you new york if they keep coming and, I, and, and guys i mean can we look at the the fact that the acc if it were to be done today is wake forest versus Pitt. i mean that that i mean there's not even soccer i don't even think gets acc yeah i mean yeah yeah dude, we can toast that that's that's incredible so it's just it's unique in the world of of um again these these big power five conferences that continue to get recruits, wins, playoff appearances. You have the ACC that has Pitt and Wake Forest as it sits today playing for the business. championship. Handle it. Business. Hey, I'm not even going to wait. I'm not even going to wait. Hack, I know you would have said something incredible about Pickett. You too, Clint. Let's go straight to it. For all of you at home, pull up your YouTube or your Twitter browser and put in DJ Reacts to the 27-17 loss at Pitt. This is uh, one of college football's biggest stars. We heard, read, seen all about him all offseason, and rightfully so. He did a great job in some cameos last year for Trevor. On the road against Notre Dame, gets a big win. 400 yards in his first home start when Trevor caught COVID. Then all the buildup was for him. And then the NIL hits, and he is the poster boy, him and his guy in Norman, Oklahoma ironically both these guys are struggling and both of them got benched go to the interview i'm just going to read out three quotes and i'm just going to throw it right to you i'm clint i'm gonna start with you hacking hacking bryce the reporter one reporter asked him i'm being four and three right now my man said it is what it is we can't do anything about it the question about being a starter davo sweeney commented after the game and he said hey every job's open the guys that perform and this, that, and the other, we'll see. But every single job's open. A reporter said, what happens if you're not the starter? DJ, I'm happy to support my brother. If he does get in and play, I'll be excited for him. Nobody's earned it more. Last question. In regards to the shuffle pass interception, he had a, he had a play in the game midfield yeah. where he was really kind of sloppy and he kind of half threw it, a, a shuffle pass line of scrimmage. Well, the, the D tackle caught it, took it straight back 50 yards for a touchdown. He said, my hat's off to him. That was a great play. I already know how I feel, and I'll hold mine to the back end. Clint, I'm going to start with you. That is the leader of your powerhouse, power five national championship caliber program. That's the leader. That's not a guy in the locker room, let alone that would be a situation too. But that's the tip of the spear. When you hear those comments, and we've talked about how Clemson's played this year, where are you right now if you're Dabo Sweeney, home with a cold one, doing like this, looking over your program? Where are you right now? Well, I'm going to answer that two-part. Number one, he ain't the leader. 
Number two, he ain't the tip of the spear. If that, if those are his words, which I saw a video, he ain't neither. But I mean, he is by that. position. Hold on. I agree uh, with you. He's not acting like it. But the quarterback, just by position, you are oh, that. Oh, I agree. I agree with your point, and I agree right. with the expectations that have been placed upon the young man. Right. But, but unfortunately, if those are his answers to those specific questions – he ain't cut out to be the quarterback at Clemson. He ain't cut out to be the leader of a bunch of grown-ass men in a locker room. He's not cut out to be the tip of a spear of a program that some say, once again, six months ago, is above Alabama in terms of ranked programs in the country. I mean, so to, to me, I, there's there's so many if ands, or buts that we can talk about. He ain't the leader. He ain't the tip of the spear. And if you want to know what's wrong with Clemson, the most disappointing program in America today, watch, put that damn YouTube right there on repeat. And I'm not blaming it on the kid because it is what it is. You can only be who you genuinely and sincerely are. But ultimately, that is a problem if that is your leadership, if that's the response. There's a handful of things, and nobody knows this more than, than the guys on, that I'm staring at right here on this pod. There's a handful of things that you have to have if you're going to be a bad son of a bitch at the college level at the quarterback position. One of them is an unhealthy competitive gene. You have to hate to lose. And that includes losing your spot as the number one quarterback uh, with with one of the greatest programs over the last 15 years in college football. You have to hate it. You have to hate the guy that took it. You have to absolutely be chomping at the bit to get back on the practice field and be willing to tell anybody in America you'll do anything to go get that job back. And if you don't have that competitive gene, then your ass ain't cut out to be quarterback at a high level. Your talent may take you there, but you'll never you'll never play above your ceiling. The guys around you will never play above their ceiling, which ultimately the great quarterbacks do. And, and that's just, to me, that's that's what I personally think about the words that I heard from that quarterback. If, if you're if you're the head coach, Dabo Sweeney, you got to look in the mirror, man. You got to look in the mirror. Hmm. You're responsible to develop to develop that young man. And if you've developed a young man that don't care that the backup is starting, come on, man. You 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 either recruited you either recruited the wrong personality or haven't developed him to be the most competitive dude in the room. And I don't know how you win ball games with that. Hack to that point exactly. Clint yeah. just put it on Dabo's table. You played for Bill O'Brien and Todd Bowles. How would they handle the kids' breakdown of the day and the circumstances? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because had he been handling business the way that he's probably capable of and Clemson's capable of, probably two of the three questions you had wouldn't have been asked, right? Um, good point. Good point. He, he's a good kid, uh, and that's how he answered it. But to Clint's point, I don't need a good kid. When I'm in, when my back's against the wall, and I'm in the situation that Clemson's in, I don't need a good kid. I need someone who's a killer. I need someone who's going to lead, who's going to lead men, and who has a competitive edge and a attitude about attacking the situation in a completely different manner than DJ is. Uh, And again, that may be who he is and that may be how he's doing it. But then again, he may not be the guy for the job. And that's, 
that's the hard part about it. And that's, that's just, that's just what it is. But where Clemson's at right now and the state of the program and the way he's answering things, I'm putting, I'm putting the guy that is the meanest son of a gun in that lock in that, in that quarterback room on the field and just letting him go lead the guys play, play scrappy, win ugly. I don't care but the guy who's going to be willing to lay everything on the line. And I haven't seen that DJ this year in terms of lay everything on the line, leave his guts on the field. That's all he's got. I haven't seen DJ do that this year. And I think that's a product of what led to today, him getting put on the bench. And then the way he answered it, I just don't know if he has that in him. And I hope he, I hope he proves me wrong. I'm always a guy that hopes these kids have a ton of success and go do it. But I, he's going to have to do that to me. He's going to have to prove me wrong at that point in time. Bryce Petty, uh, your doorbell rings. It's DJ. He's got a six-pack. He says, hey, Bryce, you got a minute. What was so big about how I handled that today? What was so big about <laughs> that? I'm not the only five-star on this squad. I don't yeah. call the plays. What would you try to break down to him? Like, like you just said, like Hack just said, he is a great dude, great dude. But the great dude deal is cool if it's lined up next to a killer, all in the same chest. How would what, like, walk us through how you would handle a youngster to whose shoes you've had on before? Yeah, well, what's I I think particularly interesting about this conversation, uh, and and George, you know, because you worked with me before. <clears throat> um, is I I'm I'm probably I leaned way more to his side of being too nice and look where I'm at. I'm talking about football, right? So being in a situation to, to have a six pack. Well, wait, time DJ out for a second. Couch, let me, let me just pause you for a second and, and just full transparency. I've known Bryce since he's a junior in high school. And I met him at the Nebraska football camp and we have worked through his whole career, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you played with broken ribs. You jumped in the middle of fights in your locker room. You've gone on the road, been cussed at, same with your teammates. Yeah. And then from Baylor, wearing Baylor colors in the Big Ten, you had back-to-back conference championships. I, like, yes, you, you're a nice guy, but you have to be a killer to do all those things. Baylor yeah. hadn't won the, the conference championship since you left. Yeah. That's just not a thing you do at Baylor. That's what you guys did at Baylor. So I just wanted just to set this correctly. There are some similars between you and DJ. Yours are, are settled and in stone. His have yet to be determined. But what we're seeing right now isn't close to what we what we know of yours. I'm just going to set that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I appreciate it. So, so the, the idea, the idea going or leading it that way was to, was to say that that between those white lines, no one gives two shits if you're nice. Dabo right. does not give two shits if you're nice. The head coach on that side, the QB that's that's got you circled, going, you got a million dollars from Dr Pepper. Why? I'm going to go out there and kick your ass. Those, those, that type of mentality works great back in the dorm when you're grabbing wings with the boys, whatever. Between those white lines, and, and you know, Clint pointed out, I think we all know it too, all of us playing ball, the only thing that, that matters in the world of football between those white lines is can you win? 
can you elevate the group and the, and the team around you uh, to get a win? And when you start a, a game, any game, doesn't matter, junior high, high school, college, it is all about the win. So, so as a teammate, if I see an interview where you perceptionally, right, as a perception, do not care, one, that you didn't get the win, two, that you're not even out there, and then three, you don't own up to your part of uh, a pick and what, what inevitably was a pick six that was a big part of that game. Man, we're going to have to need, we're probably going to need a 30 pack because we're going to need to sit and talk about do, do, you, do you love this so much? Do you, do you want to be here? If you don't want to be here and you just want to be a nice guy, man, there's plenty of nice guys in the world. That's fine. But look, man, life ain't nice just because you're nice. You know, oh. there's, there's going to be some shit to happen and you're going to have to, I need to know whether or not you're a teammate, whether or not a spouse, uh, a, a, a father, you know, I need to know that you're going to fight. You can still be nice, but there's going to be a day where, you know, hey, if, if you know, old, old Timmy takes my daughter's lunch money, I'm going to be banging on Timmy's door and saying, hey, get Timmy out here because he owes my daughter some lunch money. You got to know that you have that in you. So this is a this is a, a awkward timeout, but we got to call this timeout. We're gonna move from oh we're gonna move from performing and and having balls when you're out there to keeping them clean and manscaped. We're just gonna just jump to it. Dig it gotcha. <laughs> That's a great gotcha. jump. That's a great jump. There you go. So, ISO ISO play one play one. And <laughs> and Clint hack and, and and bryce be ready because you know i'm i'm dishing on this support for today's episode of after dark college football field of 12 comes from manscape the world leader in men's below the waist grooming manscape has just launched their fourth generation trimmer the lawnmower 4.10 hackenberg it's a sleek well-designed and precision engineered trimmer and i gotta tell you i was blown away by the performance the way Manscaped engineered the ultimate growing and body trimmer is simple. They focused on intelligent functionality and providing the comfortable grooming experience. The Lawnmower 4.0 Hackenberg was developed with the trademark skin safe technology, which includes a cutting edge ceramic blade that reduces snags and nicks. Right, Bryce? You need so. to be confident in any tool you use on the old family jewels. Manscaped, as held up there by Clint, features the Lawnmower 4.0, also has a 4000K LED spotlight. So mm. you can see what the hell you're doing. Yep. An attachment that allows you to change the length of your trim and a wireless charger. Most importantly, you want to make sure you're not using the same trimmer on your nuts as your face. That's just nasty. Can't do that. So ahead. So head on over to manscaped.com or you'll get 20% off free shipping with the codes. I'm going to give you those codes right now. Field of 12 after dark, put in 20 dark, all caps for your 20% off and free shipping. Put in 20 dark, all caps for SEC primetime. The code is primetime, all caps, primetime. For Trevor and Bryce, the code is... TBS20, all caps. 
for one-on-ones. The the uh, the code is one all caps. And for the JP and Hack show, it's JP Hack, all caps. So Manscape, handle your business uh, as a future user of lands of of lawnmower four point one zero. Trust me, I will come back and tell you that my balls feel great. Thank you, Manscape. Hey. Real quick, George, I, somebody on the chat was talking about why is that guy so angry? Talking about me, of course, because it ain't, it, it ain't, oh, y'all no, are yeah, all smiling. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's the deal. Before I got Manscaped, I, I may have nicked, I may have nicked you my had balls. Nick. And, and you it's, had it's nick, still a little yeah. bit uncomfortable. So, Nicks hey, no I, I mean, I'm a little angry tonight, but I've got it, my Manscaped now, so it won't happen again. Hold yep. the shirt up again. We got to show them love. Hold the shirt yeah. up again. No we question. It's a great, it's a great feature, a great fit. Great. We don't need you to show the results. It's a great cut. It's cozy. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. Nice, Look good. Yeah, good material. Look at that. Hey, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong Thank about you. manscaping. There's nothing wrong about manscaping. Uh, you just want to do yeah. it, right? The new yeah, way. We true. In, That's true. We do live in a world. We do live in a world where where uh, people would appreciate the fact that your balls are are trimmed up. I had a buddy of mine back in the day, guys. Uh-oh. He, Uh-oh. he was oh, kind of in the streets. He was kind of in the streets a bit, you know. And he was, a, he was, y'all can all relate to, he was a, he was a, what, a D lineman, kind of a, a smaller frame D lineman. So if y'all are picking up what I'm putting down and, uh, yeah, yeah we were just having a conversation one day and, and trimming came up and I said, man, you know, if, if you, if you, you clean that thing up a little bit, you know, people appreciate it. You know, the gals will appreciate it. You know, but you're saying it's, that okay. hypothetically, right? That's not eyes yeah. on the situation. That's like a hypothetical coaching point well i mean I, look i know i knew look i mean I, i've showered with a million men in my life it's not like like i've never seen uh, uh welcome to the jungle all right my man my man El, El up, Presidente. You know, I mean, look i hell it is what it is i mean it's i mean any grown man that tells you he showered with a million and never looked at a piece he's lying to you you better worry about it but my boy but look so my boys i said hey man i said bro you're out in them streets a little bit man you gotta trim that you gotta trim that stuff up man he said, he said, all right, yeah, yeah. You know, he's kind of embarrassed. Man, two days later, my man came back in there. He looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy, but that thing was cleaned up. He said, man, Clint. He said, man, okay. that looks bigger, too. So, oh, oh, God. God. To, me, to me, that's, that's the tagline. That's the t- hey. manscape. That's the tagline. Your balls will thank you is not the tagline. It's, it looks bigger, too. That's the tagline. <laughs> manscape. Trust me, it'll look bigger. <laughs> it'll look oh bigger. my gosh. <laughs> hey, that's a true story. Hey. hey, that's a true story from the late 90s, mm. baby. I ain't gonna so put you your... out there, Kurt, but there you go. So the executives at Manscaped, you're welcome. You're welcome. A little oh, oh, that's good. Uh, that's a, that's a hey, man, I hope that's got a couple quarterbacks of uh, welcome there. Let there. me go ahead and grab the steering wheel on this thing and 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 keep our uh our lady viewers with us. Uh it's oh, time hey, to make hey, a case. Hey, hey George, let's be honest. Them, them beautiful ladies out there they're they're, they're elbowing their old man. So, hey, you let them know. Hey, these okay, guys are awesome. That Christmas order is coming up. Yeah, that's a your, boy Bielema's, sure. your boy Bielema is getting a couple elbows in the ribs right now. Oh, hey, hey, hell no. I, I've been Bielema. Hey, I've been Bielema. Hey, Bielema's been scout since uh, before he got hired by Arkansas. Baby. Oh, gosh. All right. Oh, so geez. transitioning on over to uh, 
make a case. <laughs> We're going to make a case now. Let's 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 ease on back to ball. Balls are situated. Let's ease on back to football. Let's make a case for four programs right now. There are four programs. They may not be inside, but they're basically bubble teams. They're lurking. Michigan, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, and Pitt. Let's start with the Michigan Wolverines. Hack, I know it's a blood rival, but you do yeah. represent the region. Make a case for the Michigan Wolverines right now, crashing the party and solidifying a seat. Yeah, I'll talk about them bad boys. Um, here, so what I one thing I will say, I love, I love the way Michigan's playing right now. And we've talked about this both on 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 my podcast with uh, with JP and here. I, I'm seeing a different edge with this team when they play. Watching the game today, it was a slow start. Second half, they came out. They had some kill in them. Um, so just watching football games and being able to feel the flow of it, you, you see a little bit of different shit to them. But um, diving a little bit deeper, I think their special teams are really good, which is a big bonus that oftentimes gets overlooked in all of football. Um I think their defense is very good, and I think their run game um, can travel with anybody. What I feel that they are lacking in, and we kind of were hitting on this prior to this show, is whether it's a product of the fact that they don't trust their their trigger man and Cade McNamara right now to be able to run a possession passing game or – whether they don't feel they have a guy on the outside who can separate consistently to be able to give them the ability to do so. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I'm just going to go ahead and label this blanket statement. Easy label is I don't think they have elite quarterback play and I don't think they have an elite level of possession passing game to be able to carry them through. If the run game is not necessarily firing on all cylinders, I think there's a heavy reliance on, on play action shot plays all off of all off of their, their, their passing game is off of their run game, which isn't a bad thing to have, but you also got to be able to facilitate every now and again on third and eight. Um, Hat, and that's why question. I see Michigan. Hat quick question. If the Wolverines fall behind to one of these other monsters that is down the schedule, if they fall behind 14, yeah. Can they run them down? Well, we're going to find out. That's the beautiful thing about the Big Ten right now is we're going to find out. All these teams, even Penn State, as disappointed as I am and as hurt as I am right now, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. It's all Everything's in front of them. It's all right here. Similar to how Clint was talking about Oklahoma and what they got heading down the pipe, the Big Ten's got that tenfold. So I'm really excited to see about Michigan. Um and how they fall in place, if they can get over that hump, if they can beat Penn State, if they can beat Ohio State. Um, that's ultimately what they got to do. Bryce Petty, uh, I'm going to put you on a private jet from Colleyville, Texas, uh-huh. to Wake Forest, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Make the case. Ooh. Make the case for the undefeated, undisputed ACC possible coastal champs in the Wake Forest Demon Deacons getting a seat, a coveted seat in the playoffs. Make the case. Yeah, well, I, I think the first case is, is Dave Clawson, their head coach, who's been there for eight years, recruited me to go to, te- uh, to Tennessee. Hey, raise a glass, need. raise hey, a glass. Man, I tell you what, 
That was that was. I like the little home stories. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If Fulmer just signed a seven-year uh, extension back in 09, 08, 08. Uh, but look, hey, they, I, they, I, they I got, got him. him I got him that extension. I got him that extension. Well, you record. didn't help him keep it, I guess. Well, mine was mine was in '98, so you're right. I got in I got in the extension before, and I the sorry somebody didn't even send me a ring. Hey, they didn't send me no damn McDonald's bag. Oh, they didn't man, send me no a... damn championship ring. Me, the no, bag man it. missed you. The bag man. Martin, I've done more for that university than anybody. Maybe pay. <laughs> Maybe Peyton, maybe Peyton. Go ahead, Brace. Did we just become best friends? Not only is my man sipping Casa Azul, which is my favorite. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Wow. Um, Shit. But, uh, so, look, man, Dave Clawson's got him rolling. And, and Warren Rosario, who's, I, you know, been with them for a while. And this was this was interesting, actually, looking up their stats, man. They set – I didn't even realize this, but they, there's 300 records that they've set. I didn't even know you could set that many records um at at wake forest so the guys got something rolling in the offensive side of the room so for the last five seasons they're setting school records on offense which is a beautiful thing um you know sam hartman is actually a sophomore so dude's already got a lot of play under his belt got a lot more um he actually had the story on on espn today um which is a beautiful story uh if you guys didn't get a chance to catch it man he's he's got um He's got a tremendous heart, and I and I like heart, and I like that he's playing for something. He's playing for Wait, purpose. I got to call the unconventional timeout because Bryce, I'm looking at our feed. People are asking flat out, Bryce Petty, how will Wake Forest get into the playoff? How will they get into the and everything, Bryce Petty? Mind you, go to Bryce Petty. It's at Bryce Petty at Twitter. Okay. And at okay. Petty. Okay. Look, so. Uh, this is this is this is hard for me right now because I've yet to watch a Wake Forest game. I thought there was two R's and fourth until tonight, so that's that we're we're moving <laughs> along. But here's the thing: uh, look, you've got Duke. You are at UNC, who has proven nothing this year. Uh, you've got NC State at home. You've got at Clemson, who we just talked about as in a massive debacle, and then you've got at BC. So I think your schedule sets up for you to run the table. And if you have offense, which is what I was setting up until this unconventional 30-second timeout, what happened? If you have offense, defense will get you there. I think in this conference right now, you've got no defense that's in front of you that we just talked about with Hack um, outside of Clemson um, that can really slow those guys down. And they got Clemson at home. So, so to me, they've got enough firepower, at least, you know, ammo in the clip there, um, to take out what one, two, three, four, five of um, of five ACC opponents, and then roll into uh, into Charlotte for so, the ACC championship and and make some moves. So they got to win the ACC, is what you're saying. That's a hundred percent what I'm saying. But what I'm saying yeah. is that their, their their schedule allows them to do that in a in kind of a convincing way. Um, so that's you know in my light research. Thank you, Dagan, for making these stories. <laughs> Um, and, and have to debate something I don't necessarily know if I absolutely believe in. But you have Sam Hartman, who's your, who's your un, un, undoubted leader, who actually is excited about playing quarterback. Um, you have Dave Clawson, who's been there, done that. So I think you have the pieces in play. That's what I was kind of gearing up for. And now you've got a schedule that lets you do it. Clint, I will uh, uh, divert to you. Clint, we're going now. I'm, I'm going to put you on a nice, what you want, a G4, G5? What you need, Clint? 
I'm gonna get man, you. Man, it don't matter. Man. Just get me on a steel bird, man. Give me, let, me a little let, something drink in there and some good shit hey, to talk. We can go to the first, baby. Got I ain't in no hurry. Days are over. Got him something to sip. Probably want a little DMX playing low in the background. I, 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 now you, now you do. That's so good. That's so good. I got DMX you. will work. So you are representing Notre Dame Nation. You have one loss this season. Yeah. And it's the number two current team in the nation right now in Cincinnati. We are. Make the case. Make the case. Why will Notre Dame make it into the playoffs? Well, I mean, here's the deal. Cincinnati's going to lose a ball game. And, and even though Cincinnati's already beaten Notre Dame, that's going to put Notre Dame above them because they're the Golden Domers. We all know what the college football playoff committee is going to do with that right there. That's yeah. a no-brainer. It's about uh, money and fact, fan base. In fact, they may do it. They may do it even with Cincinnati running the table. Um, I'm talking about leaving them out of the college football playoffs, not having Notre Dame jumping them. I, I, oh, easy, easy, Bryce. That's hey, confidence. You got to take that green-ass hat off. I raised so the eyebrows. You going to do that right there? <laughs> hey. You really no, took I, the assignment <laughs> to heart. <laughs> No, no. I, look, I think there's a really good. I think there's a really good chance. In fact, I'd probably bet on it, even though I probably shouldn't because I ain't real lucky. But that I, there's a really good chance Cincinnati undefeated gets left out of this thing. However, back to Notre Dame. I, I, I think I think there's a there's a real good chance that Cincinnati loses a ball game. I think that a lot. It's going to take a lot of football teams ahead of Cincinnati. I mean, ahead of Notre Dame to lose a ball game. And a hell of an argument, we, by the way. What's that? You argued for 30 minutes on shit that don't matter. Wake Forest needs everybody else to lose a ball game, Bryce. Damn. I mean, I don't know what else you want me to tell you. <laughs> I mean, they're sitting at 13 right now with a loss to number two. They got to have a whole lot of people lose some lose some ball games. And outside of them being a, the, a, the Golden Dome, and they're, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. They're going If they can just get close, right, if they can just get close, to the final four and get in the conversation. If they're in the top six at the end of the year, there's a really good chance that they could slide into this thing. Look, there's nothing on their schedule left that I can tell you that's going to get them into the college football playoffs. All I can tell you is there's several teams above them that have monsters on their schedule, like Penn State, who lost today, but like Michigan, like Ohio State, like Oklahoma State. There's a ton of schools ahead of them that have to play some other monsters. And so just – just with a, a week or two weeks or three weeks, they're gonna they're gonna climb, uh, they're gonna climb the rankings already. And all they got to do is get to six, and I think they'll get the benefit of the doubt and possibly get in. There's nothing I can tell you about Notre Dame, make an argument about Notre Dame on the field uh, or schedule wise that's going to get them from twelve to the top four guys. It's going to take somebody else mixing this thing up. The truth of the matter is, is that. I remember, and I believe it was the first college football playoffs. I remember Ohio State getting beat early in the year by a six and at home, by the way, by a six and six Virginia Tech team, and still getting the benefit of the yep. doubt and getting in. Yep. yep. So I, Notre I would Dame, agree. It's, it's where you're at it in, in November. I, I would agree correct. with that. Yeah. And, and and it's where you're at, and and Cincinnati can't be bad enough right now for their one loss, for their one loss to keep them out. Is my point. So right. there's there's uh, there's just uh, 
there's a lot of things also with, with the conference ties. Like the, the fact that they have no conference ties, I think bodes well for them, right? If it comes up against them and two Big Ten teams or them and two, two SEC teams, I think Notre Dame gets in no-brainer. So there's, there's some things there that are really out of their control or already decided that can help them get into the college football playoffs. But there's nothing about Brian Kelly or Notre Dame that's going to convince anybody between now and then uh, that they belong. Real quick, George, before you hit this. So, so How you like that, that argument, Bryce? Some, How you like that argument, got some Bryce? I mean, hell, you just sat there and told us four different times that there's nothing you could tell me to get us in there. So, But if, if we do have – because it, it was an interesting point. If you do have – say that Cincinnati does run the table, right? They Basically, at this point, they only have SMU, I think, that's, that's ranked, right? And they're going to have them at home. So they got one game left to go, to go win. But say that they run the table and they're still sitting at two, you know, so you got Georgia at one, Cincy at two for, I don't think it's going to happen, but just for argument's sake, say that you got Oklahoma that runs the table. So Oklahoma's in at three. And then you have Alabama, which is one loss, and then Notre Dame sitting at five. You just Are left you out st- the entire Big Ten. Yeah. 100%. I, I, I'm, I, unbelievable. I, I know I did. So, so do you think – I'm just going off of AP Top 25 right now. Alabama okay. number four. Sorry. Yeah. So, the idea is, do you think that Notre Dame sitting at five in that scenario or scenario will jump Cincinnati when Cincinnati beats them at Notre Dame? Uh, well, that's to you, Clint. Say it again. God damn Peter, it, Peter's Peter's on my case over here talking about talking about shaving balls. What what is it? <laughs> Look, right. let's just let's Go just ahead, they, they're going to need help. Let me make this case while we still got the good people with us. We're, we're Clint made great points on Notre Dame. And, and he's I appreciate right. that, George. Thanks. I appreciate that. Good, great point. We have no shot in hell unless nine people in front of us just basically fall off the face of your but, but look, but, if that happens, we'll get in there. But the what, great you want Bryce, me to lie to you, Bryce? But listen, you, you the great to Bryce, you? Give me a good reason. Give me, give me something <laughs> other than what I said. What you, that was your assignment. That ain't my assignment. That was your assignment. Yeah, but the great Bryce Petty started this whole podcast off by saying – nobody's safe that's the killer part and now he says i don't think anybody's gonna lose that's real strange that's real strange so i have taken on pit the pit panthers i've taken on the pit panthers and this is their case and i'm gonna make it simple starts out they have to run the they got to run the table and this is what they're looking at on the field home against the hurricanes win at duke they'll get them nice showdown november 11th against the Tar Heels, Sam Howell be coming in there. They get him. Virginia and Syracuse, one's on the road, one's at home. They get him. So that's five games. They got to run the table. Any Anything in between that, they don't make it. Any overtime wins, I don't think they make it. Now, even an overtime, even an undefeated pit or a one-loss pit, a one-loss pit versus an undefeated Oklahoma or an undefeated Cincinnati, they're out. So if those two programs run the table, they're out. They're already out. It's too tough of a loss with a three-point loss at Western Michigan, a funky game, 44-41. They're out. This is what needs to happen for, for, for Pitt to do something. They really want to do something. You need chaos in the Big 12. You need all those top teams to have at least one loss. 
and you need Oklahoma to look really vulnerable. No undefeateds can come out of a power five league for you as Pitt. You can't have any. You're, you're closer if Cincinnati stumbles. You're closer. You need Cincinnati to lose. Even with all of that, to Clint's point, the committee has shown they'll throw the, they'll throw the rankings out. Pardon all my Portuguese. They'll throw the rankings out. A one-loss pit team, and that loss is to Western Michigan. And here comes another SEC program or an Ohio State team that didn't make it into the Big Ten championship, but they still only have one loss, you're out. You're I, out. I think to add, to add to that, you got to have Wake Forest run the table, too. That's the only well, other no, thing you, I'd add to that. That's right. what I said. Wake Forest yeah. loses, have a quality Wake win. Loses your, yeah, your, 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 your conference championship is bullshit. So, yeah, I think you got to have Wake Forest in that boat as well. That's a good point. So, for those, for those people at home, Dan Marino and Aaron Donald and – there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Hey, for 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 Clint, for Hackenberg, for Bryce Petty, we uh, we enjoy rocking with you. Hope you had a chance to kind of get in, get some ball. Next week we're going to pull up more of your questions. But until then, George Whitfield, College Football Field of Twelve After Dark Show. Thank you for joining us. Catch you next week.